Amazon has hundreds of millions of active customer accounts and more than 1.9 million sellers worldwide. And you need to know this. Amazon ads reach 96% of all US adults between the ages of 25 and 54 every month. We're here to uncover more about Amazon ads and to put a face, or at least as this is an audio podcast, to put a name and a voice to some of the people behind the scenes. We wondered, how much do most marketers really know about Amazon ads? How do you go about using them and what are the right advertising products to use? And how are companies using them best? We're here to find out. So welcome to the Campaign Podcast. In this special episode, we're partnering with Amazon Ads so that we can have access to some of their brightest minds with top-notch experience from both the US and the UK. I'm going to be talking with Jean-Luc Nant, who's the Director of Consumer Advertising Experience at Amazon Ads, and with Holly Dewsbury, who's Head of UK for the WPP business at Amazon Ads, and Dave Katz, who's Tech Advocate for Amazon Ads. We've asked them to come to the conversation today with really tangible examples of how companies have used Amazon ads to great effect and really showcase excellence in what they've done. So listen to find out. But before we get to the conversation, let's have a little bit of history. It was 1995 when Jeff Bezos launched the Amazon website as an online bookstore. Just two years later, it went public, and it was in 1998 that music and movies were available to buy on Amazon.com. Hardline products like appliances and sports equipment were added into the mix in 1999, and then as the new millennium dawned, Amazon launched its third-party marketplace, broadening its discovery and its purchase model so that third-party products accounted for 60% of all sales. Prime, the next day delivery service, sped onto the scene in 2005 and as long ago as 2006, Amazon began selling ad space on the back of the increasing traffic to the site. So where are we now? Amazon sells nearly every physical and digital retail item you can imagine with a vibrant third-party seller business that reaches customers in virtually every country around the world. And Amazon.com's 2022 fourth quarter results showed it had a record-breaking holiday season with customers buying nearly half a billion items from small businesses in the US during its biggest ever Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday holiday shopping weekend. Today, Amazon Ads offers a range of products and information to help businesses connect with shoppers. These are businesses such as registered sellers, vendors, book vendors, Kindle Direct Publishing Authors, App Developers and Agencies. With a dozen or more ad products and a handful of nascent ad tech products, businesses then can get started with either self-service advertising or they can opt in for independently managed services or they can work directly with Amazon Ads to help achieve all those advertising goals. And for advertisers who want help in driving growth and achieving standout, there's the Amazon Ads Partner Network created in 2021. Companies can choose from approved agencies and tool providers that specialise in planning or creative execution and optimization according to their needs. So they and their work are gaining profile, not least through some new awards, the Amazon Ads Partner Awards, which began in the UK in 2021 
and expanded to include the US last year. The campaign wrote about the finalists and winners, so you can look them up after you've finished listening to this podcast and find out some more. The 2023 Amazon Ads Partner Awards are now global and they open for entry to partners on May the 1st, so look out for news of this year's awards. Well, there's a bit of history that's brought us bang up to date, so now for some conversation. And who better to talk to first than a judge of the 2022 Partner Awards, Jean-Luc, who is the Director of Consumer Advertising Experience at Amazon Ads. Welcome, Jean-Luc. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you with us here today. Thank you. So first up, so that we can find out something about you personally, what's a favourite ad campaign of yours? You can choose from the past or something current and tell us why you like it so much. Well, I grew up in France, so I might have two answers for you. Um, when I was a kid, I loved the French Orangina ad series. It was around the 90s, I think, and um, they had hired a famous comedian an actor to run a series of dark humor ads for the soda. And I remember my friends and I just quoting those ads over and over again. Um, if I was to pick a more US centric one or um, English speaking one, I'd say the 1984 Apple Super Bowl ad was definitely at the top of the list. Oh, thank you for sharing those. That's a really good mix and good insight into what really fires you up a bit, a bit of dark humor and something revolutionary. So Tell me, what does the Director of Consumer Advertising Experience at Amazon Ads actually do? It is a bit of a convoluted statement or <laughs> title, but um, <laughs> I've been at Amazon almost 13 years and 11 of which have been working in Amazon Ads. So I had quite a few jobs from working on sponsor products, uh, shopper experience, and uh, more recently running brand stores. Um, in my current role, my team and I work on inventing new ways for customers to engage with brands they love through ad creatives that are intuitive, interactive, and useful. Okay, so let's say I'm a brand or a partner who wants to grow my client's brand on Amazon. And of course, I want to give my customers a fantastic shopping experience. What should I do to get started? One thing to keep in mind is Amazon customers are not really interested in superficial connections. Advertisers should be thinking about how brands convey their mission and values and how they contribute to the world. So how they build a relationship with their audience um, to make a unique connections with shopper is really critical. One simple way you could start is building a brand store because uh, it allows a brand to tell a story authentically through video and lifestyle imagery and it will provide an immersive um, shopping experience. We have quite a few insights on how shoppers engage with stores. And what we've observed is, for instance, um, shoppers who visit a brand store during a shopping journey are um, have purchased on average 56% more frequently than shoppers who didn't uh, from data we saw in 2022. The critical part to consider is really making sure you're bringing high quality and fresh content to a store. Um, you know, stores will get organic ingress points throughout Amazon.com and, um, and, and increasing the quality of the stores really plays a role in these opportunities. Similarly, um, helping drive traffic to stores either from an Amazon ad campaign like a sponsor brand or from outside of Amazon like a Facebook page or an Instagram account um, requires a great landing page experience for shoppers. And so stores plays that role. Now, um, 
you know, content and creatives you develop for stores can be reused for other um, placements and other ad campaigns. So this makes it even easier to leverage stores within your broader sponsored ad campaigns. And there's no need to spend a lot of time and resources creating custom creatives for each of them. You've talked about the importance for emerging brands to have a digital presence, but I'm curious how shoppers engage with a store on Amazon. Well, for brands that are based in the U.S. or we have a U.S. presence, um, Posts is a fantastic tool to help attract these new-to-brand customers and allow them to discover brands and product selection that they may have not seen otherwise. So it's a great way to test, experiment content, uh, and bring it into Amazon. You can also use your post content as a creative for ad campaigns, similar to what I mentioned just now for post tours. So are posts and brand follows in Amazon's retail experiences similar to social media posts and follows? Okay, I really like that question because the answer is not exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're trying to reinvent how... Well, we like those kind of answers. <laughs> well, it, it, it really is uh, a little different. We are trying to reinvent how customers think about Amazon in terms of shopping. And so posts are for brand um, a way to captivate the customer um, using visual content in the form of a shoppable feed on Amazon's mobile um, mobile apps um, and website. So we want to bring that engaging and inspiring content brands already create for their social media channels um, into Amazon and into the Amazon online shopping experience. Um, Imagery and video will help drive brand and product discovery in the, f in the format shoppers love and are familiar with and in places that are part of their frequent shopping journey on Amazon anyway. So if I take a step back, the mental model really here is things need to feel natural and not forced. They need to feel like the customer um, understand the value that the brand is bringing. And so if I think, for instance, of something like follow on Amazon, I think of it as a strong signal of brand affinity and loyalty. And it's a very intuitive concept for, uh, for, for shoppers. Uh, and that's what we see actually in the, in the insights. When, when we look at data over the last couple of years, shoppers who follow a brand on Amazon spend on average two times more on purchases for that brand than shoppers who do not follow. So we think that there is something interesting to that experience. And so we're constantly adding more places where post can be seen, where follow can be experienced. And, um, and, and we think of this as a great way to personalize the customer experience. Now, partners' performance is clearly something well worth celebrating and rewarding, given the insights that Amazon.com tells us, which are that, on average, Amazon sellers see an increase in impressions of up to 28% in the 12 months after they start working with a partner and a lift of up to 20% in clicks in that same period. So I'm wondering, how have you seen brands work with a partner and use different Amazon Ads products to tell a really compelling brand story? Can you give us some examples? Well, first of all, I, I was very um, honored to be, um, to be asked to be a judge in the, um, the Partner Awards last year. And the, the submissions and the quality of what I've seen was just outstanding. Um, but to answer your question specifically, I, I, I think two examples come to mind. The first one was with Marshall Associates and they were working with Active Skin Repair. They were going through a brand refresh and they were trying to reach new audiences that were health-minded and more focused on luxury and organic products. So they selected a partner, Marshall Associates, to help them create and execute a full funnel campaign 
driving top-line awareness as well as bottom-line sales growth. And by pairing creative assets and media strategy with impactful messaging across sponsored ads and Amazon DSP, Marshall Associates really was able to help active skin repair increase new to brand sales, decrease cost of acquisition. And so according to Marshall Associates, they achieved record total sales and 6% increase in year-over-year ordered product sales. Marshall Associates used their proprietary insight software to track KPIs over time and in real time to connect back to results for the brand. The second example was with Team One. And Team One was working with Lexus, who was introducing an all-new redesign of their NX SUV with the challenge to generate nameplate awareness uh, for the launch and engage key audiences in their smart homes. And so Team One built a multi-channel campaign using streaming TV, a live stream game show on Twitch, audio ads, and display ads on IMDb. The strategy exceeded all expectations and led to a 187% year-over-year increase of brand engagement and awareness with the NX model pages. Team One revealed that their live stream game show on Twitch exceeded all the benchmarks with 500,000 total views and almost 1.4 million minutes watched. This is a great example of why content is critical and it can be repurposed across a various number of channels in Amazon ads, telling a really compelling brand story. Thank you, Jean-Luc. So now that we've got a better understanding of Amazon's approach to enhancing the shopping experience from Jean-Luc, I want to turn to Holly Dewsbury. Holly, hello. Hi, Suzanne. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, lovely to have you in the conversation. Now, before we go any further, I want to ask you the same question that I've asked uh, Jean-Luc. What's a memorable ad campaign that sticks out in your mind? And can you tell us why? So similarly to Jean-Luc, my favourite ad campaign is also from the 90s. And it's got to be the infamous Budweiser advert, you know, the one that had us all saying, what's up? I think for me, it was a really good example of how advertising can set and reflect your culture and society at a certain time. Brilliant. That was a goodie. So, Holly, you're head of UK for the WPP business at Amazon Ads. Can you explain what you do in your day job? Sure. So... I've been working at Amazon Ads for over two years now, but I've been in the industry for over 15. In terms of my role today, it broadly consists of two parts. So that's leading the overall WPP UK strategy, which means understanding our agency partners in a way that allows us to be helpful to them and to leverage and build a best in class set of tools and capabilities in the market. And secondly, my team helps support WPP across the central and opco level goals, which we then layer into joint business planning across the year. But I think it really goes without saying that our shared North Star is to continue to elevate WPP to be market leading. So Holly, you were privy to the entries in the recent Amazon Ads Partner Awards. And I've asked you to pick a shining example, if you would, of how a partner helped grow audiences on Amazon through meaningful engagement. So what did you choose? Sure. So first and foremost, it was really tough to judge the awards as the quality and the impact of the campaigns seems to get better each and every year. And thinking back to last year, one particular entry stood out, which was Amazon partner Essence Mediacom and their collaboration with Coca-Cola in 2021 to create the Christmas nighting campaign. One of the highlights for me was around Essence Mediacom's approach to a full funnel seasonal campaign to really reach and engage foodies, Christmas shoppers, and also entertainment fans too. 
And what stood out was their immersive strategy, which included movie nights in, complimentary samples of Coca-Cola drinks, and a really cohesive path to purchase. And, and this for me was key. And to take this further, I think that one of the standouts was around how Essence MediaCom built a cross-channel customer experience media strategy that was essentially designed to take someone sitting at home all the way to buying the product sent directly to their home. And one of the stats that helped to cement the win for Essence MediaCom was that the output then exceeded the ROAS by 50%, with the campaign exceeding the client's reach objective by 45%, meaning that the campaign really delivered. Wow. So were Essence MediaCom and Coca-Cola pushing the limits of what they'd done before on Amazon here? I mean, what's their history with Amazon ads? Sure. So I'll give you a little bit of background on this. As you know, Christmas is Coca-Cola's trademark campaign of the year, but it's also a highly competitive space for media owners too. And as you might remember, in 2021, it was a rather unusual year due to COVID-19. So that meant that Essence MediaCom had to show agility and really adapt during a period of uncertainty. And in terms of their goal, there were two parts to this. So I'll add a little bit of colour here for you. At high level, they wanted to reach Christmas moments in the home. But in tandem, they also wanted to ensure they added a layer of togetherness, uniting families at a time where communities were unfortunately siloed due to the pandemic. And bringing this all together through the partnership, Coca-Cola's Christmas Night In was wrapped into a full funnel campaign remarketing strategy using different audience types like foodies, Christmas shoppers and entertainment fans too. The activation also included a movie night in on Fire TV with festive meal inspiration supplemented with free Coca-Cola Zero samples on Amazon fresh branded delivery bags the week before Christmas and a retargeting strategy to drive conversion end to end. And to me, what was really interesting was that it was also their first time testing four brand solutions. So in this case, it was movie sponsorship, audio, freebie and fresh. And due to the mix of the channels, campaigns spanned across five different teams at the agency, meaning everyone really went all in to ensure this campaign was leading. If we then bring it back to the client's goals, ultimately Coca-Cola wanted to convert brand love into brand consumption, ensuring that they made it onto Christmas shopping lists. And then it was with this that Essence MediaCom's precision planning and rollout was executed. And I really do think this is testament to it being one of the most successful Coca-Cola campaigns in Europe. In terms of results, Essence MediaCom shared that they had a total reach of over 28 million and that there was also a plus 250% increase in users asking Alexa for Coca-Cola too. And it was with these strong results combined with Essence MediaCom's strategic direction and execution that assisted in leading the way to securing an even bigger Christmas partnership in 2022, where the bar was raised yet again by releasing a movie anthology called Christmas Always Finds Its Way, which was launched on Amazon Prime Video across 21 countries. And going back to part two of your original question regarding budgets and resources, there is no entry-level budget for our self-serve ad solutions like sponsored ads or Amazon DSP. We do have some minimum spends on other services, but we actively work to make sure as many of our ad solutions are self-service with super low entry points. And speaking of making it easier, we also now have Performance Plus, which is our program specifically designed for clients that do not sell the products on Amazon. 
This uses machine learning to drive better performance for these clients. So once again, we are constantly trying to improve our ads products and ensure a friction-free path to utilization across the media mix. Thank you, Holly. Okay, so we've talked about brand building and audience engagement. Now let's look specifically at the role of Amazon Ads partners. These are solutions partners who support advertisers through tech innovation and various advanced advertising capabilities. So to do that, I'm going to bring in Dave Katz, who's tech advocate for Amazon Ads. Hi, Dave. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to have you here today. To help us learn more about you, um, same question to you. What ad campaign would you choose as your favorite of all time and why? I'm going to go with Grab Snickers. I think their tagline was, you're not you when you're hungry. It really, in my view, connected their brand to a feeling that we all know, but we probably couldn't always describe at the moment. And I think we're all just a little bit more aware of when we're hangry now. And while I can't really remember each commercial, I think that the sentiment really sticks with you. Well, you've made us all hungry now, but I have to agree, it's another good choice. Dave, you describe yourself as a growth marketing expert with a background in optimization, insights, and business intelligence. You're all about developing the expertise of partners so that they can better help their clients, but also so that they can build their own capabilities and products. Have I got that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I want to make it as simple as possible for all of them. I've been at Amazon about three years, but before that, early on in my career, I was on the agency side for a few years where I ran analytics and optimization for multiple large brands. And then spent about five years on the publisher side focused on advertising products. So all that's coming together here really to help out our partners and our advertisers that we work with. My team is really focused on advanced advertising capabilities, technical tools, tools like APIs, advanced reporting, bulk operations, they're all actually fairly complex and they need a level of technicality on the part of our partners and our advertisers. So my team just wants to focus on getting people up and running with those tools. We teach them about the capabilities, how they should use them. We give them ideas on what they should build and help them become more advanced over time. Our company overall thinks about building the base technology with as many advanced capabilities as possible but we have so many different customers and advertisers. There's really a huge benefit to giving access to external companies, really to help them ideate, build their own tools and capabilities, and meet the needs of each of those advertisers. My concept for my team is really to make the tech as accessible as possible so that they can build their own unique functions. So who's leading the innovation here? Is it brands or is it agencies and other partners? Oh, it's definitely a mix. Everybody has different goals. Some brands will come to us directly wanting to use our APIs, starting usually by focusing on measurement, uh, and they might work with a partner or an agency to support the campaign management side. Others are starting to bring everything in-house and really want to build everything from scratch. Agencies, though, are working on a very different level of scale, especially on measurement, attribution, modeling. They really want to look at it for their massive clients and across multiple clients. And partners, especially the third-party technology ones, are built on a few different paths. Advertising is a major component of their business, and they really need to innovate to stay ahead with their technology. Partners who are able to integrate quickly are really there to drive the trends in the space, and they've been providing us feedback and communications to adapt and help us constantly adapt. 
Depending on the definition, it's really different. Innovation can be different for every company, and we're here to try to help them all. And what are some of the unique capabilities built by partners? So I'll give an example for a product that we launched last summer called Amazon Market Extreme. And it's a unique way of accessing metrics on an hourly basis. And we had partners come at it from a few different approaches. Early participants and early integrators use it actually quite differently. They had different approaches as to what their goals were and how they would look at the measurements, the analytics, visualizations, and then the optimizations. I remember there, there was one partner that had a goal of driving performance, just the most return on their ad spend. And another really wanted to scale the number of sales. The algorithms were built in different ways, and they got completely different results based on the same hourly metrics, the same measurements. Every brand has a different goal, and we really need that differentiated approach, the different capabilities for everybody's individual needs. Lots of that work was really showcased in the last Partner Awards that, that took place. Can you give us a peek at how partners influence their clients' strategies that prove really successful using insights or, or products created by Amazon or, or indeed by partners? Yeah, I'll go through two examples. Um, one is, the first one's really about full funnel marketing. And it's a product that was created by an Amazon ads partner, Emerge, and they worked with a gaming hardware company, HyperX. Emerge really wanted to collaborate with HyperX for an alternative KPI that could link to their overall performance on Amazon. And this is across five different countries. They want to be efficient. They want it easy to understand metric, as simple as return on ad spend. So they created a unified product database that created ASIN level total return on ad spend to really help HyperX see the impact of the ads across all sales, adjusting their budgets according to product level trends. So at the end of the day, they overachieved the initial goal of 30% month over month total sales. But to me, what's really interesting here is the, the trends that they saw and how they adjusted over time. The brand's metrics were actually not initially positive, but they improved over time. As an advertiser starts going more towards upper funnel, they have to look at their metrics and results in a different way and optimize differently. You have to make sure that you have enough information to make those changes. And at the end of the day, Emerge really convinced the brand to work through it, try top and bottom of funnel Amazon ad products, and all of that led to them overachieving on their initial goal and getting the results that they wanted. Another example is with Quartile, and they use the Amazon Ads API to really get outstanding results for their clients at massive scale. So they were working with a customer, Restaurantware, which is a food services packaging seller, and they really want to improve their return on investment and grow overall product sales. They also want to increase growth among their product subcategories. So Quartile's technology is based on automation, machine learning, artificial intelligence, and their integration with the Amazon Ads API helped Restaurantware manage their large product portfolio and optimize their advertising campaigns really at a massive scale. So what they revealed was that their comprehensive growth strategy achieved a three times increase in sales for Restaurantware. And it's really about the power of integrating with the system and creating optimization and automations. The API was built to help companies scale when they really feel it's necessary. And in this case, Quartile was able to run over 12,000 active campaigns for their customer at the same time. 
Thank you, Dave. Now I want to bring everyone back into the chat and to ask you each for your take on a few questions. And the first is, in your space in Amazon Ads, what are some of the fast-growing ads products that you're excited about? Let's start with Jean-Luc here. All right. Well, I think there are three that I'm particularly excited about. Um, I might be biased because my team and I work very closely or directly onto these products. Um, <laughs> I think the first one that comes to mind is sponsored display. Because for the first time ever, um, businesses don't need to sell on Amazon to use sponsored display. And so we have an outcome-based display advertising solution that's now available outside of, um, of that, that group of sellers or, or vendors. And so we've designed sponsored display so that it can help businesses discover, reach, and engage the right audience in the most relevant context on and off Amazon. So there's a, currently a closed beta, and I'm really excited of the upcoming plans. So be on the lookout for that. So that's on sponsored display. The second one um, is posts. So we, we launched post in beta in, in the US in 2019, and the increased adoption of brands on posts has been exciting. Um, so over the last few years, as I mentioned, we, we did see some exciting uh, interactions and brands with stores, for instance, observed 8% increase in new to brand shoppers after they also used Post. And then the third one is sponsor brands. When you link a sponsor brand and a, and a store, um, what we see is shopper can browse a full product offering, engage with content and learn about the brand's value. And so th there's quite a lot of opportunity here to... Um, for the customer to further engage with the brand, um, to follow the brand, and and to reinteract in that fashion. And so, in 2021, I think we saw some really exciting signals um, showing that advertisers we do use sponsor brands um, have, have experienced a 19% increase in purchases um, made um, into the Amazon store by new to brand customers. And what would your answer be, Holly? So Amazon disrupting audiovisual is exciting to me, and I think that's particularly for a few reasons. So this April marked a year since we launched Freevee in the UK, and Freevee is now in millions of UK homes, and this growth has mainly been driven by producing exclusive to Freevee content via Amazon Studios. You may even remember that we brought back uh, Neighbours earlier this year too. We also made Freebie available on iOS and Android, which has made it even more discoverable for audiences with live sports coverage via Prime, also continuing to grow, probably and most notably with the exciting news that we'll be broadcasting 17 live Champions League games from 2024 and 2025. On the flip side of content is audio, and that's something interesting as more people are using Alexa devices to essentially listen to content. Um, but now we've also invested in Wondery. And when you think about audio, you think how people are listening, and that's invariably changed due to Alexa's presence within homes. It's now built into daily routines. We listen to music as part of our everyday operating model. And within Amazon Music, we have a streaming music brand built from a voice first foundation. And on top of that, music streaming is just one part of audio. Another area that I personally love is podcasting. Everyone has a favorite. I think that they're rich, they're diverse, they have a community feel, and they can even go super niche. I think there's something probably for everyone. So in 2020, we wanted to really double down on our belief that audio has a very bright future. So we took the step to acquire the premium content company, Wondery, which I'm sure we'll be back on to talk about in the coming months. And Dave, what about you? What's exciting you at the moment? 
Yeah, on our side, there are really two unique and differentiated products in the industry that I want to talk about. Amazon Marketing Cloud and Amazon Marketing Stream. So Amazon Marketing Cloud is an incredibly powerful analysis tool. It gives you event-level information down to every action that happens, every impression, every click, every sale. And the wealth of signals really give amazing insights. I'm seeing informative use cases like media mix analyses, journey analyses, and custom attribution models. It's really a vast and open product. There are a ton of resources to, to help people onboard, but I'm really excited to see how all of our partners and advertisers are starting to use it. And then there's Amazon Marketing Stream. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. Um, it provides near real-time optimization, near real-time metrics. It gives you hourly aggregated results to all of our customers. And it's actually done in a new methodology that communicates directly with their AWS instances. It's a fairly quick impact solution and it reports more granularly than, uh, than our standard reporting systems. So it gives you hour of day as well. There are more detailed insights to help inform really deep campaign optimizations. And the near real-time access gives people the ability to have messages for timely alerts and campaign management actions. The push-based messaging system really actually eliminates the need for as frequent API calls. So there's some technical benefits to it as well. I'm also really excited about what people are able to do with the scalability of Amazon DSP in the future. That team is working on interesting ideas that will really help all types of advertisers use Amazon DSP in unique and innovative ways. Now, something else that is fast growing and a hot topic at the moment is retail media. As Amazon thought leaders, and Holly, I'm going to come to you first here, what's your opinion on this? Sure. So within digital media, there's been two previous occasions that there's really been a big shift in terms of the options available to advertisers. So to take you back firstly, in the 2000s with search, and then years later with social. And I believe the reason why retail media has become a hot topic is because it represents a third big shift in the landscape of digital media. In saying that though, I'd say most of the retail media space opens up an access to point of sale inventory, and that previously just wasn't available in a similar manner to bricks and mortar point of sale. So with Amazon, brands now have the unique ability to essentially grow their brand at every single stage of the customer journey. They can generate awareness with our streaming ad services like Freevee, Twitch or audio ads through Alexa, but they can also remain top of mind with the Amazon DSP. And they can even be there at the point of purchase with sponsored ads because Amazon also goes beyond paid retail media by allowing brands to own organic elements like product content, and their brand store, of course. But for agencies, this represents new areas of growth to support brands with new services and an opportunity to develop their teams. And I think that this ability to communicate to the customer at all stages of the purchase journey is really what makes retail media so exciting and the depth of the implementation so unique to Amazon. And Dave, what's the US view? Yeah, the, the media that Amazon Supply started off with was all retail-centric with Amazon.com. Everything else we support with Twitch and Prime Video really goes beyond retail. But to me, a huge element of retail exists in the value of measurement and the analytics capabilities. So as we help advertisers and think about how we help them achieve their objectives, 
we really want to consider how capabilities work together to help the advertisers put their ads in the right place at the right moment to be most effective. We also want to work with advertisers to understand when they go big into branding with Amazon. We want to help them figure out what the long-term looks like with different attribution windows. And they can use our various systems to understand long-term performance and growth of their businesses, whether they sell on or off of Amazon. And how do you, Jean-Luc, see retail media playing out? Well, I think we're going to start seeing more advertisers using retail media with the intent of being customer first and the objective of being more efficient with their budget. And I'm saying that because as a business, I think it's all about staying top of mind in front of those customers, prospective and current, and being authentic and being contextual. So it's really not enough anymore to simply meet shoppers at the point of sale. Advertisers really need to be thinking about future demand, finding new customers, and getting these new customers um, will help them grow. And so I think that's where retail media Uh, could come in as a powerful solution. And one of the reasons retail media works so well for brands and customers is that advertising can really feel timely and relevant. Well, we're at the end of the podcast now. So a final question for you all. I'd like you each to sum up in one word what Amazon brings for brands. I'll come to Dave first. Scalability. Holly? Measurement. And Jean-Luc? Okay, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say connection to customers. <laughs> it's more than one word. It's a difficult one. Maybe not quite three words, but it's a great combination of words to sum up the Amazon experience and opportunity. Thank you all for explaining everything so brilliantly and for sharing your expertise with us. Jean-Luc, Holly and Dave, thank you to Amazon Ads for partnering with us and a special thank you to you, our wonderful listeners. And best of luck to all the 2023 Partner Awards applicants. We hope you've enjoyed this and we'd love it if you would subscribe to the campaign podcast on your podcast platform of choice. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a lovely review. We're going to close this episode with one of Amazon's first commercials to air on TV, which we hope you enjoy. So until next time, on behalf of the campaign team, goodbye. Thanks to Amazon.